Well, hey, everyone. What a great uh, video that was. And uh, Bob is just a guy full of stories. But one story that kind of stood out uh, throughout the, the session this morning was the story about the skydive. And that is pretty much, uh, you know, very real to me because I also um, have done a skydive. That's right. And it's got something you've got to do at least once in your life. Believe me, it's absolutely exhilarating. And uh, I love the way that Bob actually just prepared, you know, and, and himself to surprise his son. And, uh, and as the son got onto that plane, you know, um, Bob kind of gets on behind him and his son turns around and goes, hey, what is, what is going on? Dad, what are you doing? And he just says, on this trip, I want to be with you. And this time, I'm going to jump with you. And of course, he was incredibly shocked by that. And when the plane got to the right sort of height, you know, his son leapt out of that plane and, um, you know, did a somersault on the way down there. And uh, in that moment, you know, Bob just talks about this overwhelming feeling of just wanting to be with his son, not just on the plane, but even out of the plane. And so he leaps out of the plane. I loved what he said when he said in that moment, he got a glimpse of what God the Father felt as he looked down at creation and wanted more than anything else to be with them. And so he came in Jesus Christ. Isn't that incredible? Emmanuel, God with us. Hey, this is not just a Christmas, you know, name that we pull out of the bag in December. You know, Emmanuel, this is God's name and his promise, God with us. And it's amazing that in the difficult seasons of life, the challenging moments, those hard times, those hard seasons in life, God wants to be known as the God who is with his people. What a beautiful promise that actually is. And Bob, you know, can kind of concluded that story, you know, by his instructor just explaining that when somebody hits the ground, it's not that first hit that kills them, but it's what comes after. It's that bounce where every bone in the body kind of punctures those vital organs. And, uh, and that's when the person uh, it dies. And he's suggesting it's not the initial failure or the initial setbacks you know, that, uh, that take many people out, take you and I out on that first call. It's what follows after. It's what follows after. Now, maybe you experienced a setback uh, in your own life and you thought that somebody would come rushing to you and be there for you, but they remained distant and, and they, they just weren't there. You felt alone with, with no support in that moment. Maybe, you know, the people around you expressed disapproval or maybe they kind of were polite but indifferent to you and were not there or maybe in the setback or failure you felt ashamed and so you withdrew you may be feeling angry or you've become an angry person or maybe you've just given up on life you've tried and tried and you've given up on other people and maybe even you've given up hope in the future you know, friends, when it comes to loving people like Jesus, those who are different than us, different from you, and uh, those people who may have had setbacks in their lives, who are struggling, maybe those people who have issues, maybe there's hurts they've experienced that's caused them to withdraw or be different. Maybe there's habits that they have that has just sought to control their lives. You know what? 
A lot of stuff happens in people's lives. There's a lot of mess out there at times. And instead of judging others, let's face it, which is so easy to do, instead of judging others, we all should probably just pause to consider, you know, just what they are going through, what they have come through, maybe what is happening in their lives, just that little bit more we should consider. Why? Because love does exactly that. Love does that. And I'm sure that if we do that, it will put us in a position where we're much more open to connecting and caring and catching people on the bounce when they hit those difficult moments. And we're able to share the grace of God with them as we have ourselves as Christians, you know, have experienced it for ourselves. God's incredible love. Now, as we look through the Bible, you'll see so many stories so many stories about Jesus, how he caught people on the bounce. But there's none in my book greater than the one known as the prodigal son. And I want to just to read a few verses to you today from the message because it illustrates it very well. It says this, then he said, that's Jesus speaking, sharing the story. There was once a man who had two sons. The younger son said to his father, Father, I want right now what's coming to me. So the father divided the property between them. It wasn't long before the young son packed his bags and left for a distant country. There, undisciplined and dissipated, he used everything he had. After he had gone through all his money, there was a bad famine in the land and through the country and he began to feel it. He signed on with a citizen who assigned him to the fields to slop the pigs. He was so hungry he would have eaten the corn cobs in the pig slop, but no one would give him any. That brought him to his senses. He said, all these farmhands working, you know, for my father sit down and they enjoy three meals a day. And here I am starving. I'm going back to my father. I'll say to him, Father, I have sinned against God. I've sinned before you and I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on as a hired hand. He got right up and went home to his father. Now listen to the response here. When he was still a long way off, let these words sink into your heart because this is a picture of God the Father, our Heavenly Father, when he was still a long way off, his father saw him, his heart pounding, he ran out and embraced him and kissed him. The son started his speech, Father, I have sinned against God, I've sinned before you, I don't deserve to be called your son ever again, but the father wasn't listening. How amazing is that? The father wasn't listening. He was calling out to his own servants, quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put a family ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then get a prize winning heifer and roast it. We're going to have a feast. We're going to have a wonderful time. My son is here, given up for dead and now alive, given up for lost and now is found and they began to have a wonderful, wonderful time. What a great story that is. Just an amazing story. It made me just think this week. I wonder whether you have experienced a failure in your life. 
Have you experienced a failure in your life? That shock and disappointment of maybe when everything around you is going wrong. You know, maybe that fruitful future, believing, you know, everything was going to go well in the future for you. But sadly, things took a turn for the worst and delivered pain, not joy. And it was tough and difficult for you. The truth is that we can all make mistakes, right? We can all kind of put ourselves in that son's category at times. We can all make mistakes. We, we make bad decisions and from time to time we have to understand that there are consequences to all those decisions that we make. And we all know that accidents happen from time to time. And sometimes, friends, we even cause accidents and to other people and, and they suffer and we suffer. We all are all affected by the unpredictable twists and turns in life and death. Do you think about it? A job loss. Maybe there's an illness or relationship difficulty. Maybe, maybe there's some financial challenge that you face. We can all experience those differences. And I wonder if you've ever gone through something yourself when no one else came to help you, when no one else came came into your world and supported you. You were there just by yourself. I wonder if you've experienced that. And then I wonder if you've experienced what it's like when somebody actually does come into your world, comes right into your mess, comes right into that dark situation, and maybe is able to point out a few things just to help you a little bit, you know, to see something that you didn't see yourself. I wonder if you've experienced that. And really, in this series, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about this important truth of getting involved with other people. See, as Christ's followers, God calls us to catch people on the bounce, to be with people like he came to be with us. He's calling us to be with others. So, you know, this son you know, kind of we, we read in the story, recklessly squandered all his inheritance. He made a complete mess of his life. He was bankrupt at every level. It was the darkest moment of his life, the lowest moment. And he's just eating what the pigs eat or longing for that. And in that moment, he comes to his senses, which we read there. But, you know, in that moment, the only future the only future he actually could see at that time was to become a servant in his own father's house. Just to be that servant in the house. That was his future. That's all he could actually see. So he makes this long journey home and I can imagine he rehearses the speech, what he's going to say to his father. And, you know, in those moments, I, I just know that that's the moment, most of all, that he, what he really needed was a father to come into that situation. A father just to come into that situation. And we see his father doing just that, exactly that. And he's been waiting, the story tells us. And when he sees the son, he girds up whatever he's wearing and he runs as fast as he can. And there we see this beautiful picture of the father running towards this bankrupt son that he runs to him and embraces him and he kisses him and he smothers him with his love. And he tries to, you know, repent, give this speech out to the father, but the father is just lost and caught up in this extravagant outpouring of grace and love. 
The son experiences right there in that moment, in his brokenness, in his disgrace and in his shame. He kind of is, he loses all of this in this ocean of extravagant love and joy and forgiveness that comes from the father. How powerful is that? All in the father's embrace. My son, he said, was lost, but now he's found. And then he goes on to use all his resources, everything he has to show his love, to show the forgiveness, to show his heart. Do you know that's God's heart for you? That's God's heart for me. And he's reached down into our lives through the love of Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection on the cross and offering grace and mercy and love and forgiveness. He's pouring that out on us. And that's why I love this so much. God is wanting us to engage with other people, folks. So I want to encourage you, you know, we have to be there for others. We have to catch people on the bounce too. And to do that, We've got to notice the people around us. We've got to see what's really going on in their world. We've got to see beyond the condition of where people are at. And we need to see the opportunities that God is bringing across our path and see the people around us as part of God's mission, calling us into his world. I love the book of Matthew and I love what Matthew wrote when he said this in Matthew chapter 9 verse 35. And Jesus went through all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd then he said to the disciples the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few therefore pray earnestly to the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest fields to do that we've got to open our eyes and see the people that god brings into our world that god puts around us and that's what we're really talking about do we really see people the way that Jesus sees people do you see the people around you the way that Jesus sees people with love and compassion you know for God's work and owning that and seeing his harvest field and seeing the people around us and desiring to reach out and be like him a shepherd caring for the people in our lives God's calling you and me to be that kind of person. I never forget the, the moment at the IBTI, the Bible school that I went to when a visiting preacher said, some of you need to get out you know, onto the streets and just sit there quietly and pray and ask God to open your eyes to see what he sees. Do you know what? That afternoon I went down to Brighton and on the, sat on the promenade where there was hundreds of people walking by and I sat there and prayed that prayer. And you know, for the first few minutes, I just saw lots of people. Then gradually the Holy Spirit started to work on my heart and I began to see past the veneer, past the, the image of people and see behind the scenes there were people that were struggling. There was financial issues. There were relational difficulties. Maybe they'd received some bad news that day. And behind the scenes, behind the image, there was a mess maybe going on in their lives. And the Bible says Jesus saw that and he had compassion and reached out. The question is, will we reach out in the same way? Will you reach out to the people around you in the same way? You know, here at MKCC, one of our values is just simply this. It's that people matter to God, so they must matter to us. 
We love people and God's business is all about people and people matter to us and we need to take the time to see the people that God puts around us because he's calling us to reach out to them, to care for them, no matter where they're at or what they're doing. You know that story kind of concludes just with the elder son who hears what's going on. He rushes down there and he finds out his you know, father's thrown this party from a servant. He hears it from a servant that your your father's thrown a party for your son, who's just, your, your brother, sorry, who has just come home. And he gets angry and he runs out and the father kind of just chasing after him saying, you know, all that I have is yours. You know, all that I have. But he's bitter. He's angry at the, you know, compassion and the generosity of, of the father and the celebration that his lost son has returned home. Do you know what that says to me? That we'll be surrounded by people who think when we love in an extravagant way that we're crazy. They will. They, when they see us going over an extra mile and, you know, going the extra bit and doing more and loving and caring and forgiving more than what maybe somebody should or deserves, they'll think we're crazy. And personal preferences and opposing opinions can come from all sides. The question is, will we continue to love like Jesus loved? I love what Bob says, and I'm going to kind of just wrap up with this today. When it comes to the idea of following Jesus, instead of him following us, we follow him to people who are hurting, to people who have hit hard times. It's catching people on the bounce. Remember, it's not the first screw up that messes people up. It's that they were hoping that people like you And I would come in and catch them on the bounce. And I think we can do this, people. We will be better to understand who Jesus is in our own lives. But we will better help other people to understand who Jesus is and what he came to do. To help people who have messed up really big. So when it comes to loving everybody always, it's not about talk. It really isn't. It's about love doing something. Love is an action and love is about doing something. So this week, I want to encourage you to to read the book, get a hold of everybody always to read the book. Maybe join a life group to discuss this more with other people. Find out what's going on in other people's lives as well and how you can encourage one another. But also to imagine the difference that you can make to other people in this world where there's all kinds of setbacks and failures and stuff going on. What difference can you make as you catch people on the bounce? So keep your eyes open this week because I know that somebody in your world is going to need catching. God bless you.